Chapter Seventeen of Pee Wee Harris on the Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris on the Trail by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter Seventeen Action. Well, then, I say, let's send up a signal said nick hurriedly the fellows at camp will see it and everybody else for miles around will see it every signal operator along the railroad line can read it forget about scouts stealing cars and do what i tell you hustle up to the police station and tell them about it so they can't say we didn't report it and then meet me at the town hall what are you going to do i'm going to use the old searchlight if it'll work it hasn't been used since the night of the armistice when they lighted up the flag with it climb in through the broken window on the side and come up into the cupola don't tell chief bungleheimer or he'll say it was his idea my father's on the town committee it's all right hustle now get the police department off your hands and maybe we can do something no telling remember the side window the one that's broken and look out for the ladder it's rotten hurry up beat it fido norton hurried to the police station in back of ezra corbett's store and aroused officer dopeson who was at the desk waiting for out-of-town speeders to be brought in in a kind of waking dream the officer heard an excited voice shout mr ned garrison's car is stolen from the shed down by the lake when officer dobson was fully aware of this noisy intrusion the intruder had disappeared he lost no time however in setting the usual machinery in motion by a continuous series of movements of the receiver rack on the telephone he aroused miss dolly bobbitt the night operator from the depths of a novel she was reading and notified the police department in east ketchum across the lake to be on watch for the car the police department over there said that he would be glad to do that the police departments of connor's junction and rocky hollow were also notified a long-distance call to the new york police warned them to be on the lookout linksboro on the main road did not answer had gone to a harvest festival and forgotten to come back no answer lonehaven couldn't get the name of the car but said it would watch out for a plunkabunk wakeville said no car could possibly get through there as there wasn't any road miss dolly bobbitt returned to her novel and meanwhile the scout raised a mighty hand up into the vast starry heaven like some giant traffic cop pull that canvas cover off it said nick to his comrade who had just come up the ladder the blamed thing's all rotten away i guess strike a match and find where the switch is look out you don't slip in the hole look at all the confetti and stuff he added hurriedly as the tiny flame of the match illuminated a small area of the little cupola war's over huh there upon the floor were strewn the gay many-colored little paper particles plastered against the wood by many a rain mementos of the night when even west ketchum arose and poured this festive fluttering stuff down necks and into windows 
someone who had thought to throw the searchlight on the flag across the street had spilled some of insinuating stuff in the little cupola how old and stale and a part of the forgotten past the war seemed and these once gay memorials of its ending were all washed out and as colorless as the big spiders that claimed the little cupola as their own it smelled musty up there and whenever a match was lighted the spiders started in their webs a lonely bat settled for the winter hung like an old stiff dishrag from a beam did you find the switch nick asked as he fumbled hastily with the big brass light all right wait till i point the lens down now turn it there was no light did you turn it sure pull it out maybe it works that way there was no light norton paused in suspense while nick shook the brass case and jarred the wiring to overcome a slight short circuit if there was any there all right turn it again there was no light and the two scouts stood baffled and heavy-hearted in the lonely darkness end of chapter seventeen recording by john brandon